Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are here again, and we are excited today. Matt is all fired up. We're going to see where this episode goes today. First and foremost, we're going to unleash Matt. Before we do that, I want to just point out real quick, if you haven't gone and checked it out yet, go to the Ninja Selling Podcast group in Facebook. It's an amazing group. We have a, The group is still growing at an amazing rate. I am letting so many people into that group. Only ones that have answered the questions. And again, so if you're sitting out there going like, yeah, I asked to be part of that group, but I'm not like in that group, it's because you're just a name in there and I'm not letting in just names. I want people that are, you know, real people here that are engaged in this thing. And Garrett, I want to highlight too, because by the time this episode released, we'll have done our first live happy hour inside that group. So Garrett and I are going to be hosting periodically assuming this one goes well, <laughs> these happy hours. And so like, this is another place where you get to hang out with us. Like Garrett and I are in there. I know we're not commenting on every single thing because y'all are amazing. And by the time I see a post, there's a hundred comments that have great advice. So I'm not going to say what she said, right? <laughs> but we are hopefully going to continue doing these happy hours. So if you want to come hang with us, come join the group because that's where the action is at. Yeah, we're going to do those live. That'll be a great chance to interact with everybody out there. So that'll be exciting. So with that being said, um, also, again, in that group, uh, there are links in there to find out about installations, masteries, coaching, all that's in there. So if you want to know more about it, and you want to reach out to us, better your business in a lot of different ways. We are there to support and help you. With that being said, Matt, are you still all fired up? I'm fired up, man. I, I don't rant a lot. Publicly, I know I rant to you a lot, Garrett. You know, that's the I'm very grateful for our relationship and how you allow me to go down certain paths. And I know that sometimes I get kind of like high in the sky, but there are just little things that frustrate me from time to time. That if you get me on the right day and you come at me with something, I'll be like, okay, we need to have a serious conversation about this. And these are things that have been in my mind for years. So this is nothing new. So where this started this morning was Matt and I, I got on, we have a platform that we use here where we can see each other at about 545. It's 6.58 right now. We haven't recorded anything up until this moment. And we've just been talking about life and business and the world around us. And this is what Matt and I do. And we've been sitting here throwing ideas back and forth. And all of a sudden, I hit a nerve by a question that I asked. And Matt, like, you could watch the energy rise. And Matt was staring into the camera, just going like on this run. And I was looking at him on my screen. He couldn't see me really smiling, but I was smiling so big that my jaw muscles started to hurt. And I'm like, can we please hit record? <laughs> Let's have some fun with this. I don't even remember the question that you asked, Garrett. I mean, I remember what I said, but I don't remember what the question you asked that kind of stoked the flames. We're going to come back to it. We're going to get there. But uh, that's what led us to this moment right now that we're all sharing with you. And what this kind of led down to was um, it started off talking about pre-listing interviews. Pre-listing um, inspections. Oh, sorry. Pre-listing inspections. Very different. Although we can talk about that too, if you want. I'm fired up to talk about anything. So pre-listing inspections on properties and how different brokerages look at them and how different agents interpret them whether they're something that's a benefit or whether there's something that is maybe you can open a can of worms in a transaction and what are all the different layers there. And Matt was like, 
oh, this is where he started to come through the screen on my computer of like, these are super beneficial, but then it went down to a bigger level of like how we should maybe showing up as an industry and maybe we're playing a too small of a game. Maybe there's a bigger game here that we could be doing. And you started going down the path of what could a brokerage look like? Like, what could we be doing? How could we be showing up as real estate agents out there and brokerages and owners on this massive level that it all leads back to Ninja? It all leads back to this philosophy of, of what we talk about every single day in the installations, in the podcast, in these communities, which leads us to Matt, as you said, right before we hit record is like, we need to be playing at a bigger level at a bigger game, which I 100% agree with you. And I think when you talk like, I mean, I remember working with Larry very early on, we're going back to early 2000s. And Larry used to say to me, his number one goal is to save the industry. We are in an industry that for a long time has been kind of like in a rickety place of like, is there a long-term game for us as real estate agents? Is it going to get taken over by other systems? Are other people going to step in and, and find a new way of doing this because real estate agents aren't showing up and playing a bigger game? And I think that that's why this is so important, what you were talking. And again, I'm going to let you talk, Matt. I promise. I'm here now six minutes into a speech. But this is where I think it's so important why you got so fired up is that there's so much room to play a bigger game. And Matt, I will let you talk. There is a lot of room to play a bigger game. And I don't want agents to think that this is necessarily their problem, right? I think in some ways, I feel bad for agents being stuck with this burden of having to figure all of this stuff out because the brokerage just skirts everything over. Now, at the same time, as agents, we need to take responsibility because we just want more split, more split, more split. I want more money, which brokerages operate at a 1% to 2%, if they're lucky, profit margin, which is really, really low. And so they have to make it up in volume. So when people say, well, brokerages aren't thinking about the relationship, it's like, well, one, they should be because that'll help you make it up in volume in a good way. But at the same time, I also have a little bit of empathy for some brokerages that are trying to figure this out by running these slim margins. That said, we don't think big enough as an industry. I've said this for years. Like Whenever tech innovations come along, like, wow, look at this. It's like, great real estate industry finally catching up to the rest of the world with technology. And we had a glimmer of it during COVID when people were like, oh, I need to like do Matterport and 3D tours and all this stuff so that people can see property. And that's going away. And I'm like, why are people taking this away? Because it costs you an additional $500 to get a 3D tour. And the majority of people aren't going to look at it. No, but the right people are. The right people are going to go and look at that stuff. And you had brought up pre-listing inspections, which I'm like, okay, somebody had brought this up and you know who you are and, and I love you very much sharing that like, oh yeah, we have done these and we typically hold them until there's an interested party because we don't want to give everything away and scare people, which I understand. However, aren't we also then not disclosing things to the general public, which is required by Pretty much every state last time I checked. The other side is, is don't we want to have every buyer informed as best as they possibly can? So I don't want to go down a whole path on pre-listing inspections. You can go and look at all the podcasts that we've done about it. But bottom line there is, if you have a process that you execute every single time, 
you know exactly what you're doing as a listing agent. You know exactly how you're guiding your clients. And it's going to make the property more appealing to the right buyers, which is going to make the deal easier to negotiate. And you're going to end up with stronger contracts. That is my firm belief in that. Here's a funny thing about, and I know we don't want to make this about pre-listing inspections, but it, it is an interesting thing that when I look at the people that love them, the agents that are just like, oh my gosh, I will do one on every single listing I ever have. It's part of my system. It's part of my process. They're like, they have saved me so many times. It's just part of my world. Then you have people that had tried them once. They didn't really do it very well. They didn't disclose the information. They kind of held on to it in a weird way. They didn't really follow through with it very well. And they're like, yeah, I did that once and it didn't work. So I will never do those again. And then there's people that have never done them that are like, here's all my worries and frustrations about what those things could be. And I know I'm not going to do that for all these levels of worry. I think it's interesting that the people that have committed to them are the ones that are like, oh yeah, it's the best thing I have with negotiation and getting my people to the closing table and taking away worry and upsets that could come along in the process of buying this house. So I think it's interesting to see where the confusion comes for people and the people that are the naysayers and say, no, 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 no. Like that's a bad thing. You should pay attention to the people that are actually doing that, which then led you, Matt, you went on this great rant and I'm hoping we can like bring it back out of like, what if a brokerage presented themselves with, these are all the great services that we offer and here's how they're going to help you be as successful as you possibly can be during this transaction of what it's going to look like. And I'm hoping I'm queuing you up so you can run with this because you went like, boom, boom, this is what it means. Boom, this is that. Boom, this is this. Go. Well, this has been at the back of my head, as you know, Garrett, for years. And it's not necessarily something that I'd want to do. But every now and then I get this like, but maybe I need to or I should. And that is open my own brokerage with a set of rules versus it being a brokerage that's like, come on, agents, and you figure it out because I get frustrated when agents are loaded with all of the things that are done. And then they have to figure out how they're going to communicate to the general public about the services that they offer or don't offer. And then does that conflict with their brokerage? And then they compete against somebody at their brokerage. And it's just so frustrating. It's like, what if there was a brokerage that took care of that for the agent so that you went to a seller, right? And you said, hey, you know what? You work with us. This is what it's going to cost you. Clear, straightforward, upfront pricing versus, oh, we can talk about that later and having all this mystery around what we charge because just because you put out your pricing on your website, let's say, that's not price fixing. That is not a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act because then every other business out there that has a price tag on something would be in court right now, okay? So I'm not an attorney. So that's my disclaimer there. You could direct all of your attorney-related messages to my brother who is an attorney, okay? Now, what if... This is where it starts, people, to keep going. <laughs> what if, as a brokerage, you know, the Garrett and Matt brokerage, hey, Mr. Seller, this is what you're going to get. We have results that we're trying to go for, but this is what you're going to get when you hire us at this price. You're going to get a trusted advisor who's going to be your guide through this entire process. You're also going to get a listing coordinator who's going to make sure that your property is set up in the most perfect way so that we can attract all the best buyers. You're also going to get a transaction coordinator who's going to take care of everything from contract to close so that you don't have to worry about one thing after your trusted advisor has negotiated the best contract for you. 
We're going to take care of everything. And there is a team behind you. So it's not all left on this one person's shoulders to handle for you. Now think about that compared to John, the realtor who walks in and says, yep, I'm going to do all that stuff to myself. But you know, Matt, I can go work down the street with another brokerage and they're going to pay me a, you know, 95 to 100% split by working down there. I mean, I don't know, Matt. I might rather have 100% of my thing. And this sounds expensive. Yeah, the agent side of it. Okay, yeah, sure. You could look at it that way. But now we're also going to have, what if it, people were hired as employees? Oh my goodness. What if it was an employee commission-based instead of just an independent contractor thing? Or what if you wrote the independent contract agreement to actually clarify what the person is really responsible for versus most IDAs, which they're great and there's a lot of legal stuff in there, but it basically says, go be a real estate agent. And there's not like, here's what the brokerage is going to do. Here's what you, services you're going to render. Because in my opinion, what if we let the salespeople, the advisors do just that? Build and maintain relationships. Ensure that the client is happy through the transaction versus doing things and then going, oh, the seller's calling me again. Oh, this is so frustrating. What if it was the seller didn't call me? I called the seller. I was on top of that. And I already knew that my team at the brokerage, who was the brokerage's team and also every other sales agent's team at that brokerage was handling everything. And we had clarity on where things were. I know that there's a deeper dive into the business structure of this, but this is where, yeah, commissions would probably be higher in terms of what would get charged to the client and splits for the agents, so to speak, would be lower. But you, at the end of the day, would also make, in my opinion, more income because my vision of this thing would also be well, we're not going to just hire agents to go like, hey, we're going to make you a great agent. No, I want to make you achieve all of your goals. If you're going to come work at this brokerage, you have goals. What do you want to achieve? We're going to make sure that we help you achieve that. There's going to be personal development that takes place inside the brokerage. There's going to be, you know, talk about transitioning out of the industry at some point. Everyone's like, oh, how do we do that? It's like, well, I got to make you really, really wealthy inside here and use that to the best advantage so that when you decide to retire from real estate, you're not trying to come up with some crazy scheme to sell your contact list to somebody. Or we have a plan to help you transition and we will guide you in that so that when you do leave here and you're not part of our company anymore, you're still getting paid because we have a system internally to help you with that. Here's a what if. What if every client that you brought into the brokerage was your client for life and that anytime they did a deal and the, and the brokerage took care of maintaining really good relations with that person as well, in addition to your personal relationship, but the brokerage took care of the brand connection, right? And so when that person decided that they wanted to sell and they connected back with the brand, and let's say you no longer work there or you retired or they were connecting with the brand to sell in a different state, what if you got a piece of that? Because you had originally brought that client to the company. What if then you could just become an advocate for the brand. We talked about this before, I believe, on a podcast, like just becoming a great brand advocate, introducing people, hey, we got all these services. They come in. That's generally what salespeople do. And then the company takes care of the rest, product fulfillment, distribution, you know, service, all that stuff. What if you just always continuously got something from that? That's an option that can take place when you have a vision of bigger level of service for the consumer, buyers and sellers, right? Well, oh, we didn't even talk about the buyer side. So what if on the buyer's side, what if on the buyer's side, instead of it was like, hey, yeah, we're going to help you find this house, which by the way, all this stuff is predicated on running an amazing ninja process, making sure all the steps are there. Nothing is skipped. What if it was like, hey, 
I'm going to be your guide for this process of this journey of buying a house. We also have for you somebody who's going to help coordinate showings so that when properties come up, there's always going to be someone who's going to be making sure that there is times available for us to go view property. There's also going to be somebody who's going to manage all the paperwork from contract to close. So once we negotiate that amazing property for you, nothing gets missed so that we close on time. We're also going to have somebody who helps manage the contingencies you know, to make sure that you're fully comfortable. And what if on the buyer and seller side, we also had an in-house analyst who was making sure that our pricing strategies were correct versus relying on every single agent to be their own pricing analyst. Not saying that agents would get away from doing pricing and stuff like that, but what if you had somebody who was an expert, right? True expert on this stuff. So it's interesting that I'm sitting here listening to you and, and I'm thinking about like a lot of the agents that I coach that are very, very, very high producers. They're running businesses in the you know 1 million GCI to 2 million GCI a year. They are typically trying to figure out how to put all these pieces in place because they're running a very high amount of people through their business. And some do. Some do put these in place. Well, they do. A lot of the things you're talking about, Matt, they go and hire these people individually or they hire people to handle this stuff for them so that they can keep the level of this business up so they're not missing steps and they're not dropping the ball with people. And it's interesting is if you look at it that way, Matt, like what if the brokerage came in and said, look, we have built this platform. We have all these pieces. If you came in as a newer agent, you all of a sudden get to have this business that all those pieces are taken care of for you. And you get to go out and just be the best realtor you can be, which is going out, socializing, making the relationships come together, finding people that need help with real estate, and then having this comfort level of like, and I've got this team behind me that's going to handle all these moving parts. Because I know when I sold real estate, I was really good at the face-to-face. I was really good at finding people the right house. I was really good at figuring out what they needed and where their stress points were and helping them see the light at the end of the tunnel. And here's how we're going to get there. I was miserable at the paperwork, like miserable. I miss stuff all day long. I would write up entire contracts, put them in front of my partner, put them in front of my broker. And my broker would be like, did you even try? I did. I really tried. Like, what did I miss? And they're like, you have major holes in here. But like, we shouldn't be experts in all this stuff or try to be experts in all these things. We're not. And most brokers that I know are not. And so to have that, is it the right model what you're explaining for every single agent out there? No, there's a lot of people listening to this going, but I can do all this on my own. Some already do it on their own and they enjoy it. And that's great. And this is why I said this isn't an agent problem. I think this is a brokerage problem. And brokerages are not thinking bigger. They're not thinking big. They're thinking in protection mode, right? Oh, this. how do I protect this? How do I protect that? They're not thinking, how do I elevate this? How do I elevate that? Innovation in this industry is stifled a lot by our just lack of desire to do something that might, might break. It might not work. And then because we only have 1% to 2% profit margin, like that's it, we're done. And that's a shame. The competition out there right now, Matt, in brokerages is pushing more and more and more into the higher splits, higher splits, higher splits with the agents, which takes away more and more what that brokerage can offer because it is running so lean. What do people want? 
ultimately, in every situation when people are signing up for something, what do people really, really want? Value? Value, yes. They also want clarity, right? Like, I want to know what's going on. And I use this correlation a lot with people is like Uber came along and it wasn't necessarily that it was a better service than taxis, although a lot of people would probably argue that. There was clarity. I know who was coming to pick me up, when they were getting here, and how long it's going to take me to get to my destination versus if I call a taxi cab, it's like, they're going to come up at some point and take me to where I want to go, but I don't know necessarily when. So as an agent signing up with a brokerage, if I don't have a lot of clarity, I'm like, well, what's really going to be the support? How is that going to lead to better financial stability for me at the end of the day? Then I'm going to want the best split possible because when all else fails go to the lowest price, right? Or go to the highest profit for yourself. So if you have clarity as a brokerage and you are able to provide clarity to agents of like, hey, here's how much you are going to make on all your deals. And this is how we're going to support you. You know, you manage the relationships. We'll handle the closings. If you bring somebody in, like we're going to make sure together that it's going to get to closing versus saying, Garrett, yep, you bring in a deal. Awesome. You got to get the closing. I'm here to answer questions. I'm here to support you. But, you know, if closings don't happen, that's your problem, not ours, right? And I think agents would be, some agents would be, not all agents, because a lot of you are good at this and can do this on your own. So you don't need a broker to support you. Here's the interesting thing. All those agents that are good at it and managing all those pieces out there right now, a lot of them currently right now are not having weekends. They're not enjoying their evenings. They're running around like their hair's on fire. And I look at this, Matt, this model that you're kind of throwing out here and going, okay, well, who would pay for that? I would pay for it. If I was to get into the industry right now and you're like, look, I'm going to take all these things. We have specialists in all these areas. All you need to do is go out and connect with your people and build these relationships and find people that need help out there right now. I don't know. In my world, would I pay 50% of my commission? And here's the thing. You just said something very, very important. I apologize for interrupting you, but I am fired up. I know. I know. Could you run? You said, give up 50% of my commission. Okay. First of all, contracts are signed with the brokerage, not the agent. And I'm not trying to deminimize the agents here. But this mindset of, oh, this is my commission, which yes, you are earning a lot of that and you're a part of that. But when you start to divide up the tasks, now all of a sudden it's our commission. And this is my share of that pie, right? So there's no, I'm giving up this. It's just, this is what I'm getting. And we can now shift from this mindset of negotiating splits from this scarcity to this world of abundance that we're just all sharing in this amazing pie. And this is my share. This is my slice. And maybe the salesperson gets the majority of it, right? Which all goes back to taking care of the client on the highest level possible to give them the best results, which makes them want to come back and use us over and over and over again, makes them want to refer all their friends our direction gives them that comfort of like, that is the Ritz-Carlton approach to technically real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a brand. And agents can be a brand for sure. But if the only thing behind the brand is one person, how many agents out there, raise your hand. I can't see them, but I'm sure it's a lot of you are like, hey, I love running this amazing service, but every now and then I'm just getting stressed. Like the call comes in, I'm stressed. I don't necessarily always like having to work weekends or nights. You know, I do it because I enjoy serving my people, but it, it does eat at me. It's like, that's a lot of you. And that's unfortunate. I think if brokerages care about their agents, which I know they do too, you should be concerned 
with your agent's well-being. Are they sleeping at night? Just part of the lifestyle right now. Yep. Garrett, get your butt out there and, and just show those properties. So Matt, really good point because what we're watching right now, and I've seen this happen in many brokerages right now, that there are really, really, really high producing agents that have just gone through the last two years. They're watching this pace that everything's going on. And they're like, you know what? I'm not having fun anymore. I'm out. This level of how I'm working, I'm making great money. We're being what technically is very successful realtors. But at the end of the day, I am not having fun anymore. And they're just throwing in the towel. Those brokerages are losing these incredible realtors because there's not a platform there to make their world work easily. The group offers some of this stuff. I'm not sure of all the details, but they they help agents with their finances. Hey, would you like us to split some of this commission check for you to put over here so that you have savings for taxes, so that you have stuff set aside to invest, right? That's one example of how a brokerage is taking care of their agents. That, that is worth so much because if you have happy advisors, happy employees in general, this is just good business. If your employees, your independent contractors, which in the real estate space, it's really employees because by law, you can only sign one contract with one brokerage. Therefore, you're not really an independent contractor. Let's be honest here. If they're happy, then they're going to be outrageously successful. They're going to make more money for themselves. They're going to make more money for the brokerage. Their clients are going to be better off. And that is missing a lot. And that's all, all part of thinking bigger. Like, what can we break? And I have more things that I can throw out there, but we'll save that for the next episode of like ideas that'll get you to just cringe because you'll be like, oh, we could never. I'll just tease that one out there because there's, there's some things I do want to just like, what if? And I don't necessarily have the answer to all this stuff, by the way, Garrett. Like, I want to say I'm ranching on this because I see opportunity. I'm not saying I see the answer. But if I did go down the path with opening a brokerage, I can't guarantee, well, I'll guarantee that it'll be successful because I'll make sure that it is. But I can't say that it is all of these things that would make it that way. And it's not for everybody. It can't be for everybody. If you're for everybody, you're for no one. That's a great way to end the podcast. There it is. Did I bring it? You brought it, man. It was great. Again, this has been a, an interesting one because again, as I said, when we first started this half an hour run, it was interesting because we had some topics on the table and Matt and I, again, in our normal way, just were just kind of going down all these different paths, which is what we do all the time. It's why we have a podcast together. And it was funny to watch all of a sudden Matt sit up in his seat and lean into the camera and just start screaming almost. And I was like, okay, can we just hit record? And here we are. So Matt, I want to say thanks for bringing your energy today. You shared with me this idea of like, what if... What if a brokerage came at it from this light? And it's always been something that has really intrigued me of like, I think there's a very powerful business model there. And it's very different from the direction that a lot of brokerages are going today. I'm finding more and more of them are going the other direction, less services offered, higher splits for their agents, and trying to compete with the brokerages out there that are just throwing more money at these agents. And they're going like, well, how do we compete with them? Well, only we can do is give them more money because that's what they want, you know, higher splits. And this is like one final thought on this too, is like they're also letting the agents control pricing. Like when's the last time you've gone into a, a company and the employees control all the pricing? I'm not saying that agents shouldn't, particularly if you're in control of all the services being offered, that you shouldn't have control over your pricing. But 
brokerages are really kind of like throwing it out there. Like, yeah, we're hoping that the revenue comes in based on the way our agents price themselves in the marketplace. It's like, that's if I'm a business owner, I'm like, okay. Yep. So with that being said, Matt, awesome. Uh, Appreciate you tons, man. I appreciate you bringing it. Kind of fun to go down a rabbit hole. Well, thank you, Garrett. I appreciate you very much. And I'm I'm super grateful for our relationship over the years of us having the comfort of this. And I also want to just say that I'm super grateful for all the listeners because probably we'll have some comments on this. And I just appreciate y'all being so open-minded and listening to all the different things that Garrett and I talk about and bringing your perspective in on all of this stuff, particularly within our community. When people have questions, a lot of you get in there with really great open-mindedness and really solid advice. And I think there are little moments of all of you out there pushing some of this innovation. And I'll even go as far as saying this is innovation of service, not necessarily technology, right? In this space. And because y'all have committed to the ninja path, you're doing that in little ways. So uh, so thank you to everybody out there too. And thank you for listening to us. We're going to wrap it right there. Thank you, everybody. If you want to check us out on Facebook, the Ninja Selling Podcast community in there, which you can go check us out. And then if you want to learn more about Ninja Selling Installations, which is the backbone of what all this is built off of, the main four-day class, you should go check that out at ninjaselling.com. And if you want to check out coaching, one-on-one coaching, you can find us in there also. We've got a massive amount of coaches. It's grow That program is fun to watch it grow. And lots of different personalities that can help you in growing any business that you want. So we look forward to talking to you there. Other than that, have an amazing day, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.